Hello, everybody, and welcome to From the Mezzanine. I'm your host, Lindsay Stone. Let's get into this week's episode. Welcome to my parents' closet, everybody. I am recording this a few days after Thanksgiving, and I am home for the holidays, and I had to figure out a place to record this podcast, and this is where I ended up. I think I'll have better sound quality than I usually do in here um, because there's so many clothes, and it's just really a small room. Hopefully, you don't hear any dogs barking in the background at any point because we've got five dogs at home right now. But hey, the show must go on, and that is what I am doing for you guys today. Plus, this is my outlet, and you can best believe after a weekend with family, 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 I need a little bit of an outlet. (laughs) So let's get into it, guys. This episode is going to be a little bit different. It's probably going to be a little bit shorter than normal just because spending a lot of time with family, I didn't want to have to put together a whole entire story. So today, we are going to be recapping the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade Broadway performances. Hopefully you guys are just as crazy about the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade as I am. I love it. My family loves it. We all get together, wake up early, make sure we've got breakfast, coffee, everything situated before the parade begins. And then we all sit down and watch the parade from start to finish. And then that usually follows with the dog show. And then we have our big Thanksgiving lunch. So with that being said, our story from the stage is just centered around the Thanksgiving Day performances, and they were outstanding. Some better than others, I will say. But before we get into recapping these Thanksgiving Day performances, there's big news, guys, that just warms, warms, warms my heart. Ben Platt and Noah Galvin are engaged. Yay! Ben Platt, of course, is our star from Dear Evan Hansen, the politician. He's on Broadway right now in Parade. Noah Galvin is from The Good Doctor, I think. (laughs) I don't watch that show, but I think that's where a lot of people know him. It's either The Good Nurse or The Good Doctor. Um, But he and Ben Platt met. I'm sure they knew each other, you know, from being two Broadway boys, living it up in New York City, two cutie pies. (laughs) But they met when Ben Platt left the stage of Dear Evan Hansen. Noah Galvin stepped into the role following his departure, and that's when their friendship began, and they were really tight, close-knit friends for five years, and then before COVID, they really started thinking about their relationship more, and that's when they started to date in May of 2020, and now, fast forward a few years, the couple is engaged. The sweetest couple, they're always posting about each other on social media, and they just look so happy, and I am so happy for them. On Friday, November 25th, Ben and Noah each posted to Instagram the news of their engagement. Ben's post read, quote, he agreed to hang out forever, heart emoji. And Noah said, I said yeehaw and then cried for like seven hours. They are just the cutest and the pictures were gorgeous. You can really and truly see the love in their eyes. And I'm just so, so happy for them. They just look so excited, so happy. And y'all, this wedding is going to be the wedding of the century. Like, I have a feeling it's going to be very classic New York, just very stunning and probably simple, but it's going to be very elegant. And I'm excited to see those pictures when they come out. It might be in a year, it might be in two years, who knows? But I'm excited to see this wedding and also like just to see this gorgeous Broadway couple that now we get to just rally behind. 
once they're married, oh, it's just going to be so precious. And I can't help but remember back to whenever I went to a performance at Studio 54 and Ben Platt's little brother, Henry Platt, performed. Man, he sounded exactly like Ben. He sounded so good. And afterwards, y'all, this is like one of those interactions that you think back to and you, oh, you cringe, you know? But I was like, I have to go talk to him. Of course, I had already had a Long Island. They make you spend money at Studio 50. You buy the table and then you ha- everybody has to spend at least like $25 or something like that. It's not crazy. And so I was trying to get the best bang for my buck. So I ordered a Long Island iced tea. Fair warning, those are very alcoholic. But after the performances, I was like, I have to talk to Henry Platt. I have to just, just so I can say that I did. Like, And so I went up to him and I was like, you were so incredible. Your voice was a symphony to my ears. And he said, oh, thank you. And then I just, I wanted to have a conversation. And so I just kept asking him, I was like, do you do this very often? He was like, oh yes, I try to do it about once a month or so. And anyways, it was just like so cringe because he was there with his friends. I didn't see any of his family, but I, if you look on his Instagram, he has like a very close circle of friends. And um, so I, they were all there and I was like, come on now, Lindsay, you've got to You've got to make an impression. And it, he was just he was very, very nice. Don't get me wrong. But he definitely was like, OK, girlfriend, like I'm going to hang out with my friends now. And thank you for your praises. But I'm not trying to be BFFs. Oh, cringe, 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 cringe. Um, that's my like little 15 minutes of fame with the Platt family is <laughs> talking to Henry Platt. He's an excellent performer. But yes, we are so happy for this gorgeous Broadway couple and their engagement. And I wish them a lifetime of love and happiness. So let's get into our story from the stage of this week. We will be discussing the Broadway performances at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Now, last week, we just talked about the history of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, made some predictions about the performances for this week. So we'll see how many of those predictions rang true and, uh, yeah, what, what our expectations were and what they turned out to be. So they started releasing videos of the rehearsals for the parade the night before. So I was really, I, I couldn't decide. I was like, do I want to be surprised or do I want to watch these? Of course, I ended up watching them. So then I saw, of course, she's singing Don't Rain on My Parade. I saw whenever she sang, hey, Mr. Macy's, here I am. I thought that was genius. I love when they tweak the lyrics just a little bit to make it more personal to the event. Um, And I was seeing videos from some like It Hot, Funny Girl, and A Beautiful Noise. It was fun to see those little hints of what their performances were going to be like. And also see them do it in like their everyday street clothes. That is like kind of funny because they're kind of doing it like halfway. They're not going all out and they're in their regular clothes performing these songs. It's just really interesting. But let's get into it. Funny Girl opened up the parade. The very first note when they turned on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade was Funny Girl. Leah Michelle was front and center and she was at the head of the parade route. And she began her song singing Don't Rain on My Parade while walking along the parade route. She had the Missouri band, I believe it was, that was to her left and her right. And if you look closely, those drummers were not hitting their drums. I thought that was pretty hilarious. She's got like a line of snare drums and you can tell they're just mocking it. They're not really hitting their drum. But she was just strutting down that parade route. And then the ensemble came 
and followed in behind her. They were all in full costume. And let me just say, last week we talked about how certain productions are picked for certain reasons, one being costuming. And if the costumes will permit them to perform in very unpredictable weather. So the costumes for Funny Girl were excellent for the parade because they're wearing coats and long pants or skirts. It works very well for the parade. And if it were raining or snowing, now I don't think any costumes really would fare just perfectly in that. But their costumes, I would say, were the most permitting of the cold weather. So that fit really, really well. And then leading up to the main line, Hey Mr. Macy's, she is front and center, right in front of the Macy's. The camera pans from the top and it just pans right in front of her. And then she sings and belts it out. And then the ensemble falls in around her. And then a big dance number ensues. It was a magnificent way to begin the parade. I think that they ought to do this every single year. I got choked up. Musical theater really, really makes me emotional. I feel whenever I get really overwhelmed with the grandeur occurring in front of you. And this was exactly that. It, it just wells you up with emotion. Wow, look at what's happening. This is amazing. And it was just such a huge, huge start to the parade. The best way to kick it off. I think they ought to do this every single year whenever Funny Girl is on Broadway. Of course, it wouldn't be as impactful if they did it every year. But what a kickoff to the parade. This was magnificent. And not to mention incredible promo for Funny Girl, as if they haven't been doing enough already. This the Funny Girl is going to be top of the charts. Once Music Man leaves, I think Funny Girl is going to be top of that list in terms of grossing and revenue and capacity because they are just killing the game in terms of promo. They have Leah Michelle in their title role. She's got such a humongous star quality. She's incredible. They just dropped their cast album, so people are listening to it more now than they ever have. This is huge, huge, huge for Funny Girl, and this was also huge for the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I think that I saw on my TikTok, people were posting all over the place about Funny Girl, as well as on Instagram, and that's what you want. You want people to get talking about it, because it's word of mouth is one of the best things that you can have for a production, and this show certainly, certainly has that. Now, I thought it was an interesting topic to bring up the fact, I talked about this last week, um, so I, hopefully I'm not repeating myself too much, but I thought it was interesting to talk about the fact that Funny Girl cannot be nominated for any Tonys. Tony season has already hit for Funny Girl. It would have been on last year's ballot. It's not going to be on this year's. But the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade was something that hadn't happened yet with Beanie. And so it's not like they didn't do it with Beanie and now they're doing it with Leah, which I think a lot of people are kind of having that impression. Now, all of a sudden, it's kicking off with Leah. No, that's not necessarily true. This was Funny Girl's first opportunity to lead the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And wow, they absolutely killed it. I will have every single performance linked in the show notes below their YouTube video of the performance. I would highly recommend going back and watching them if you haven't. But maybe not all of them, as I will talk to y'all a little bit later. There was one that uh, was incredibly lackluster. Next... The next show that performed was Lion King. They performed The Circle of Life. It mainly featured Tashidi Main as Rafiki, and the staging was magnificent. Last week, my prediction was 
do we really need another performance of The Circle of Life? And after all of the excitement from watching the performance kind of died down, I was like, yeah, I mean, it could have been something else. It could have been Anne Juliet. It could have been Almost Famous. But while you were watching it, you didn't want to be watching anything else. It really, really was magnificent. It's a crowd pleaser and a family favorite. And those are the people who watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. It's not predominantly the people like you and I who really watch for the Broadway performances. That's what we want to see. It's for the families who gather around in the morning. And of course, they want to see Lion King. My little cousin was with us and I was so excited for him to get to watch it because he loves Lion King. Anyways, the puppeteers were fantastic. I haven't really seen that. I've never seen Lion King on Broadway. I should have started with that. And so this was really the first time for me to see an entire song performed by the Broadway cast. I've seen the puppets here and there and I've seen the costuming and the makeup and always thought, oh, wow, that's pretty amazing. Um, But to actually see the puppets in motion was so cool. The zebras were like my favorite, the way they just trotted across. And it's really interesting because they're not only using the puppets for the staging and for the storytelling. The actors themselves are like dancing. They, They look like ballerinas a lot of times because they're so graceful and they try to just blend their body in with the puppet that they're using. It's very impressive. I would love to see a behind-the-scenes look at how they teach that because it's it's very different. You're not, you are not your sole actor. You are acting through the prop, and that is very fascinating. Another thing that we talked about last week in how they select these shows is if the props can make it out there and if the performance can even be put on without the staging, without the props. Well, Lion King said, we're bringing the props. We are bringing all of them. I cannot believe they brought all of those props out to the streets of New York because, gosh, if it were raining, I don't think that they would have been able to. So thank goodness it was not Um, because those things are really ornate and I'm sure they're quite expensive to create. And I bet that they don't have just a ton of spares laying around the theater So that was really impressive that they said, yeah, we'll bring all of the props out because it wouldn't have had the same impact if they didn't have the gazelles leaping across the stage, the zebras trotting in the back, and the lions have these huge mask sort of things that are above their heads, and it would be really bad if anything happened to those. So while you're watching it, it does have that same quality of overwhelming you from within that funny girl did of how so much is happening before me. This is just incredible. And Circle of Life really tells a story, a story that we all know so well. So in the end, I think this was a good thing to have on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, not to mention that Lion King just had their 25 year anniversary So that was also a really, really big reason, I think, and why it performed this year rather than, you know, on its 24th year. It makes sense that it was to commemorate 25 years on Broadway. An incredible, incredible accomplishment. And now it's the longest running show on Broadway currently. Well, once Phantom leaves. Um, I feel like I'm always like once something's announced, I think, oh, boom, it's already like happened. Uh, So I think I misspoke last week and said that Lion King 
was the longest running Broadway show. But um, after Phantom leaves, then it should be the longest running Broadway show. And you know what cracks me up while I was doing my research for the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is that they call the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade the longest running Broadway show. You get it? Because <laughs> it runs on Broadway. I thought that was pretty clever. So next was an unexpected, wonderful performance. And this was from Some Like It Hot. It primarily featured the three actors, Natasha Yvette Williams as Sweet Sue. Natasha has been in Tina Turner, The Musical, Chicken and Biscuits, Waitress, Chicago, and The Color Purple. She has an extensive Broadway resume. And then Adriana Hicks as Sugar, who you know from Six as Catherine of Aragon. She's fantastic. She's also in The Color Purple and Aladdin. And while I was reading her bio, I learned that she is from Texas. We love a Texas girl. And then lastly, Jay Harrison Gee as Jerry slash Daphne. I think this was their Broadway debut, but they also toured with Kinky Boots, Mrs. Doubtfire, and The Color Purple. And let me just say, this was marvelous to watch. It really, really transported you to the time of the show. I think the 20s, it was very ritzy, very classic. The costuming was gorgeous. What I would give to wear Sugar's silver costume. Everything was pretty much a silver and a royal blue, so you could really see the theme of the show. And I didn't know much about Some Like It Hot, And so I watched some videos, and now I'm really interested in seeing it. This performance brought the choreography that the previous two performances really didn't harp on too much. This had an entire dance number, and that included tapping and lifts, and it was couple dancing, like swing style, and it was was magnificent. And this was unexpected, I think, for a lot of people because... A lot of folks remember this being just a really, really old movie that had Marilyn Monroe in it, but now the lyrics have been changed, and it is a brand new original musical on Broadway that has just opened. And so far, it looks like it's doing very well in terms of numbers and capacity, so that's great. This will definitely have to be on the list for whenever we go in June. It might have to get pushed out if something else is announced, but this looked wonderful. It really looks like the staging has been thoroughly thought out. The choreography was so smooth and it was very jovial. It really brought up the mood and it was exciting and it was flashy and it was timeless. It brought you back to the golden age of Broadway, which is always just fun. It certainly features a diverse cast. The vocals, the vocals were so magnificent. I know whenever they're at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, they're likely singing to a track. It's lip syncing. But even so, if this is the way they sound on Broadway, which I'm sure it is, wow, it's amazing the amount of talent that we saw. And lastly was the biggest disappointment in a performance. And it was A Beautiful Noise, the Neil Diamond musical. They sang a mashup of Crunchy Granola Sweet and Sweet Caroline, and it primarily featured its lead, Will Swinson, as Neil Diamond. He is a Tony-nominated actor. He's been in Waitress opposite Sarah Bareilles, Les Mis, and 110 in the Shade, which is where he met his wife, Audra McDonald. I didn't put that together. I didn't know these two were married, but we certainly love a Broadway couple. 
Well, the performance was just lackluster. I don't know Neil Diamond music other than Sweet Caroline, and you really can't build a Broadway musical off of one song that's well known. And I asked my parents, I I was like, what is this sweet granola? I don't even know what it's called. Crunchy granola sweet song. Is that like a pretty big song of his? And neither of them had a clue what it was. They never heard it before. So that just kind of leads me to believe unless you're a really big Neil Diamond fan, you're not going to be able to know a lot of songs, which is kind of like the most fun thing about having a musical centered around one celebrity. I think the MJ musical is a great example of somebody to have a musical centered around because the general population, i.e. probably literally everyone, knows at least 10 Michael Jackson songs. There's nothing super duper exciting about sitting there and waiting and waiting. When is he going to sing Sweet Caroline? When is he going to sing Sweet Caroline? Because that's going to be so amazing. But everything else, it just kind of feels like a waiting game. The song begins and you're like, oh, is this it? Is this it? Oh, no, it's not. And that's a terrible way to feel. Maybe other people don't share this feeling. Maybe it's just my family who's not super crazy about Neil Diamond. But all in all, the performance as well was just not exciting. I didn't like the costumes other than Neil Diamond's. I loved his red, flashy, sparkly rhinestone suit. But his ensemble is just in these gold skater dresses that certainly were not meant for the streets of New York in the winter. I would have been freezing. And it just, the dancing wasn't anything very remarkable to me either. It had that 60s style, which is good. This is essentially a 60s tribute. Um, But it just didn't hit, y'all. It did not hit. And maybe it's just because I'm not from that era and I don't listen to Neil Diamond all the time. But all in all, you could tell that once Sweet Caroline happened, then they started panning to the crowd. Everybody was singing and having a ball. They panned over to Hoda Station where the reviewers sit, and they were just singing along, having a ball. And once that amazing song started playing, they really started getting some group involvement from everybody on the parade route. And it looked like a whole lot of fun, but they went through, like, you had to listen to the crunchy song before and then listen to Sweet Caroline. I don't know why they didn't just sing Sweet Caroline. They didn't even bring out Robin Herter, who I love. Robin plays the lead lady in this musical, and she is so amazing. She's an incredible dancer. I don't know why she wasn't there. Hopefully it was because she was having a wonderful Thanksgiving with her family. I think that was what it was because I follow her on Instagram, and it looked like she was spending some really amazing family quality time, which is great, but She's a star, and so I really missed seeing her. I was really excited to see her perform because, honestly, I wanted to go and see this musical. This was on my list to go and see in June, and now it is absolutely and 100% not, which is definitely not the feeling that you should have whenever you have booked a spot in the Thanksgiving Day Parade. It should bring people in to come and watch your show and not turn them away, which is exactly what happened with me. And now I I just don't care to go and see it. I don't think I'll enjoy it. I've already gotten a taste and I didn't like it. So that wraps up our Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade performance recap. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you agreed with me. If you didn't, hey, that's cool too. Let me know on our Facebook page, Instagram, TikTok. Before we move on, I've got to talk about it, y'all. Moulin Rouge did perform, but they were on the CBS Thanksgiving Day Parade stream and I watched their performance. They did not perform on the street. They tuned in to the Al Hirschfeld Theater, 
where they performed the Elephant Love Medley. They started about halfway through because it's a long song, but this was the first time I got to see Derek Kleena perform on stage with all the props and in character. The only time I've seen him perform Moulin Rouge was whenever they did the Bryant Park performances. And it it was good, but I was like, I need to see him in the stage and the costume and all the effects and in character because they're not necessarily in character when they're performing out there. And so we got a little taste of what it's going to be like whenever we go and see him live, which I've just, I really want to hear him sing Roxanne. I, I need to, I need to. But I have some thoughts on his performance and I got to talk about him here because where else am I going to talk about him? His voice is very, very different from Aaron Tveit, of course, which is definitely not necessarily a bad thing, Um, but it's very low. It sounds like he sings it in a different key or at least just an octave lower, which gives it a different vibe. His acting was magnificent. I felt like he performed it very similarly to Aaron Tveit. However, once you've already seen The King (laughs) and the most perfect portrayal of Christian, It's really hard to see somebody else do it, and it's hard for me not to compare since I've seen it so many times with Aaron, and I have like the highest of hopes that whoever's going to be in that role is going to do it just as well, which is really, really big shoes to fill. I don't think that's necessarily fair, but I do think that him and Ashley Loren's chemistry was good. I've already seen Ashley Loren perform, and I know that she was really good. She plays it in a very different way than Natalie Mendoza in more of a sensual, young, risque way, I would say. Natalie Mendoza was very true and very heartfelt, and it it was a very different performance, but I wouldn't say either was necessarily better than the other, but I did prefer Natalie Mendoza's performance just because I liked her portrayal of Satine better. Um, But I certainly love Ashley Lorenz, too, and I think their portrayals of Satine are so different, it's very easy not to compare them very much. But it looks like Aaron Tveit and Derek Kalina's performances of Christian are very similar, which makes it more difficult to not compare, if that makes sense. However, he's definitely singing in a different octave, and um, that's a choice. And, of course, it has to do with his register and his pitch and his vocal style. So maybe that's not a preventable thing to do. Um, But anyways, it was very, it was very different. I don't know necessarily how I feel yet. I just know that it's not gonna have that exact same wow factor as Aaron has, which is unfortunate. But I need to see him sing Roxanne, and then I will know. I'll be like, okay, this king has got it. Or I'll be like, oh, it's just never gonna be as good as it was when we had Aaron. Okay, and with that, we are wrapping up this episode of From the Mezzanine. Thank you so much for listening. I would love to hear y'all's thoughts on the performances. So please let me know your personal opinions. I know this is a very opinionated podcast episode. So I want to hear what y'all have to say as well on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. On Facebook, you can find my Facebook page at From the Mezzanine Pod. And I'm on Instagram and TikTok at From the Mezzanine Podcast. All of the links will be in the show notes below, so you can go and click it there and follow, like, subscribe. (laughs) Also, if you enjoyed this episode of From the Mezzanine, please leave me a five-star review wherever you are listening today. It does such wonderful things for From the Mezzanine and keeps the podcast going and moving forward. Also, hit the follow so you'll be notified every time From the Mezzanine is uploaded. I'll see you guys next Tuesday. Bye. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving.